Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, it is great to see you. I love that glow on your face tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've had about 12 margaritas. Oh, dude, I totally forgot. You told me like two hours ago that you were drinking a lot. And I was like, we have to record tonight then. And then it took like two hours to actually get on this call. And I totally forgot that you'd been drinking. Now I'm at that post drinking stage where I should either drink more or go to bed. Drink more, drink more. You can't go to bed. You're recording a podcast. I also can't go to bed because I have a million photos to get through. Culling, editing? Both. I, I just kind of assume the month of October. You have to edit your own photos now? I I've, I edit these ones myself. See, I said poor. I was going to cut out the original thing because of what we talked about with your editing company, but now I'm honing back in on it again. Damn it, what's wrong with me? You're like a like a vindictive son of a bitch. Yes, I am. Uh, Dustin, we got some follow-up yes. this week. Before we Follow get into it up, beer Steve. talk, we got some follow-up. Dustin, I need to know, will mm-hmm. Judge Dustin be a recurring segment on this podcast? I'll rise for the Honorable Judge Dustin. Last week, we talked about you judging other people's photos. Is is that something that's going to happen on the podcast? I've had people asking me if they can get critiques in. Uh, I would love to critique wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone say that we should do something where you and I get together, drink beer, and make a YouTube video of the two of us critiquing Dick pics. Wedding photos. Oh, or, w- wedding photos? That must have been a different person that yeah, messaged you. No. Uh, I mean, I wanted to critique something we know real well. So that's where I'm coming at that from, but... Yeah, yeah, you're always coming <laughs> at dick, dick pics, um, whereas I am uh, more interested in wedding and portrait photography, Steven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. No, I get yeah. it. You're always yeah. coming for those wedding and portrait photography pictures. Exactly. Yeah, it's about what gets you off, buddy. I'm okay with that. But if anybody wants to send photos in to be critiqued, by all means, uh, Steven and I will critique the shit out of that. Especially if it's totally rad. Dustin, also last week we talked a lot about seeding portrait time to videographers. Well, we mostly put videographers on blast for posting images and briefly glazed over the idea that we would not seed any portrait time to them in the event that they were going to be posting images that they shot from that portrait time. I believe you... You said that you would not see time to them. Yeah, and you were completely, completely on my side. Like it was going to be some sort of Western, Western standoff. It's called a shootout, and those happen at high noon. And yes, I would win. High noon, terrible lighting, and raccoon eyes on the bride, and you're out there with your 10-gallon hat, and the videographer's out there with his... You know, C200, and he's like, hey, Steven, let me shoot this over your shoulder. And Steven's kind of wiggling his fingers gently down at his hip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what is that accent? It's not a Western accent. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir. If you're going to be posting stills of my wedding, I will have to, I will have to seed your portrait time. So I did want to share a cue, cue story. Cue the blowing tumbleweeds. Cue the blowing tumbleweeds. <laughs> did want to share a brief story, Dustin. A few weeks your ago, time in Westworld. I was shooting a wedding, doing photos. They did not <gasps> have a videographer there, but they hired somebody to come and paint a portrait of the two of them. And you were like, "Hell no!" And that you're person, creating a still. Oop, no. <laughs> <laughs> that person who was painting a portrait came from a little... Fort Wayne. Uh, what? Oh, you know this? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. her name? I, well, we're not going to talk names. What the hell, dude? She seems like a super nice person. Okay, stop. Stop talking names. Okay. I always bump into them at Starbucks. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. 
there's somebody there who's going to be painting a portrait of the bride and groom while the ceremony was coming on, which is actually a super cool idea, and I loved it a lot. What I didn't love was the moment when I only had like 30 minutes of like portrait time and I had to get some last minute family photos that weren't included on the list and also my portraits of the bride and groom. And as that's going on, the painter came up to me and asked if she could just have five minutes of the bride and groom's time because she needed to get some photos of the two of them. So she had something to work off of for her painting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is common. Yeah, and this was not something that was in the schedule. And we were like pressed for time to get portraits done. Uh, typically when I've worked with them in the past... Uh, oh, you've worked I, with this company? I, I just tell them I'll send them some of my photos. Like halfway through the day, you're going to say that. When they're painting the portrait during the reception, it's like a, a an artistic piece going on during the reception. Correct. And you but just she typically send them some of it. your photos to work off of at the reception. Well, typically, she doesn't finish the one I've done. She didn't finish it at the reception. She got like, I would say, seventy percent of the way, and then she takes the photos and then she goes in and like adds the fine details at home. Mm -hmm. But that was my experience. I've only I've only worked with a painter once. Yeah, no, this was at the end of it. It has to be done. Also, when you send them a photo. Are, what the hell, dude? Like, they need the photo to work off of while they're actually painting. So if they're painting during the reception, are you? how are you sending it to them during the reception? You're pulling a card out and wasting your time going over, plugging it into their computer and letting them pull images off that they want? No, I don't give them the photos at the reception. Okay, so th what you said makes no sense then. I typically don't meet the painter till the reception. Mm -hmm. You're saying that the painter came to the portrait session? Yes. Why would they be painting the portrait session? They, I, my, my roommate in college was a painter and he did a thing a lot of times cause you couldn't, he couldn't get a subject to stand still or, you know, 50 minutes or three days or however long it's going to take him to paint something. So what he would do is he'd take a camera and he would take some photos of his subject from a few different angles. And then he would work off of those photos when he was painting so this is what this photographer wanted to do, but it just so happened to be the time she wanted to do it was during the portrait time that I had. Okay. That's, that's what I'm getting at. And... Sounds like you need to learn how to share, Steven. No, I told her it was all cool. Then what's your beef? Oh, my beef is that it wasn't on the schedule and we had a very small amount of time and I feel like I missed out on portraits because I had to stand there and watch her do prom poses with the bride and groom so that she could have something to paint off of. And it was very frustrating for me. Well, because she's probably painting the reception. Painting during the reception as like a big show for everybody to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've seen it before and I think it's neat. Okay. Okay, so you had nothing to add to this. The other thing that upset me about this, Dustin, the painter is a photographer. And when she introduced herself to me, she gave me both her painting business account and her photography account and was like, hey, these are my accounts on Instagram, my businesses. And I was like, oh, cool. And I followed them because I wanted to see like what the painting looked like afterwards. And I was also just kind of interested in her photography and stuff like that, you know, because I'm always curious when I'm working with another photographer. And here's the thing. She didn't post the photos of her painting, like the finished painting. She didn't post those photos to her like her painting account on Instagram. She posted them to her photography account. <sighs> okay. So she's using the painting she did at a wedding as marketing material for her photography, which she was not doing at the wedding, basically. Or, or she simply made a mistake and posted to the wrong account. It could be that too. Could be, except I saw other paintings in the same account that had been posted from other weddings, so... Maybe she's just realized no one follows the other account, so I'm just going to post everything in one account. Yeah. No. I, I actually think it'd probably be better for her to post everything in one account. I think it'd be better for almost everyone to stop being like, I'm going to have one account that's just for my videos, and one account that's just for my photos, and one account that's just for my travel photos, and one account that's just for my landscapes. 
And it's like, once you get to the point where you have more than one account, it's just like frustrating as hell because you're splitting your time between all these different accounts. You have to keep all of them up to date and none of them are getting the same amount of likes and follows that you want. And even though they might be more targeted at a better audience, it's also just this huge stress and time drain on you. So I totally would agree with that. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit frustrating to me to see her photos of the paintings go up before I had even gotten home from the wedding. So moral of the story, Steve, you need to get faster <laughs> at driving. about getting stuff posted. <laughs> just got to drive faster. You're right. You have driving shoes and driving gloves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have no excuse, I also have a jacket Steven. with a scorpion on the back. Yes. It says Van Elk or Die Tryon. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. In gemstones. Okay, that's enough for follow-up. Do we want to talk beer? You had 12 margaritas tonight? Well, it's kind of like I had sort of a, maybe a half to three-fourths of everyone in my family's leftover margarita. Mm-hmm. So you got all your family's germs. Yeah. So I'm officially podcasting with a sick boy, a gross little sick boy. Ever. I have the immune system of a, um Olympian. Oh, because you're drinking all that breast milk? All that breast milk. Practically what smart water is, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Definitely. Distilled breast milk. Yeah, straight from Jesus. Nestle Company. Tonight, I'm drinking a single hop El Dorado Session IPA from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. I love it. Um, you know, last episode, I was drinking a single hop Citra IPL from the Sierra Nevada, from the Sea. C- can't speak. I'm too drunk, Dustin. You're the one who had all the margaritas. I know. But same same company for both of those beers. And um, I got to say, I think I like the El Dorado Session IPA better than the uh, Citra IPL. That's what I figured. I figured when I heard them, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to like that one more than the other. Well, I'm not a big fan of citrusy beers, so just kind of But me. I am. Yeah, I, I bet am. you are. Mm. Dustin, let's push into topics. Um, buddy, I got a question for you. Steve, lay it on me. I Hit me with saw it. some, I'm going to call them flip-flop photos. Flip flop family photos. Did the flop? Did the flip? Did the flop? Justin, you had a family photo shoot recently. Not that you were shooting, but that you were in. Correct, Stephen. What did you wear? So uh, my wife and I decided uh, because we are building a new house that we wanted to ascertain. Check out that word. Um, as many uh, family portraits of ourselves with our kiddos. So these are family portraits that already exist in the world, and now you're just going around and collecting. Correct. Not things that you're creating and making. Um, in which case, if, if there are things that didn't exist and you still had to create them and make them, ascertain would be the wrong word. I just want to throw that out there since you you know threw the word out and then we're like, ooh, it's a big boy word. I used it. <laughs> no, see what I'm doing, Stephen, is I'm taking moments and I'm and I'm recreating those moments with my family. Therefore, I'm ascertaining those moments, but I'm paying a photographer to capture them. Therefore, I'm ascertaining the moments. Well, well played. Well played. I like this. I like this. No, this is good. This is good. Proud of you. Very proud of you, buddy. Good job. Good job. You saved it. Always do. And you made me look like a damn fool. That's my goal. Son of a bitch. Sorry, Dustin's mom. <laughs> just sounds weird coming out of your mouth. Well, you told me she's a listener now, so. Well, because last night, I diverge here. Last night, um, so for those of you who don't realize this, my sister is getting married this weekend. And so my entire family is in town for this huge event. And um, a lot of them stay at my house when they're here to avoid hotel costs, et cetera, et cetera. And so my dear mom is staying with us. And since we don't have a huge house like Steven, uh, we don't have an extra guest bedroom. So my office is our guest bedroom, essentially. And so my mom was trying to sleep while we were recording last night, but Steven and I record with headphones on. So she could only hear one side of the conversation. (laughs) And she was like, oh, I got to know what else was said. 
And so this morning she was asking me about the podcast because she wanted to listen because she's like, I have to know why the hell anyone would listen to this podcast. She only heard one side of the conversation. To be fair, that would be very strange to listen to. Oh, you know what I could do? I could post my audio <laughs> from the last episode where your audio was too terrible to release. Then all of our listeners could experience what it's like to only listen to one of us speak. And they could fill in their own blanks. Just like your mom. We'll call it the Dustin's mom tier on Patreon. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So yes, yeah, Steve, to go back to your question, we're getting a uh, as many family sessions in as possible between now and when we move into our new house. Uh, so we have a lot of options uh, for wall art um, because we have a lot of walls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You still have not gotten to your clothing outfit choices. We were deciding to do our first session this last week. And uh, with an amazing photographer that we have yet to ever really get to know or work with um, because she's so gosh darn busy. But she was offering some mini sessions, which, by the way, mini sessions are so, so stressful. Dustin says she's just so good. But privately to me afterwards, he's like, like 75 percent of our photos were out of focus. But I think that's just the style. It's, it's kind of like kind of like you and Jen's photos. It's sort of like that mystique of nice, nice way to throw that shade. Yeah, of that you know blur, f one point two or break. That's how we do, buddy. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I went into it with very low expectations. I was like, if we just get like one or two really good ones, that would make all I make me happy. But Steve, what Steve really wants to ascertain from this conversation is the fact that. My wife and I decided to do, or I should say my wife decided on this fall outfit she picked out for everyone to wear. It's a good looking outfit. Steven and I did a long, long shoot all day shooting marketing materials for a private institution. And it was 90 degrees outside uh, in October, needless to say. And so I showed up to this shoot and I was like, there is no way I am putting on these wool socks and boots that she packed for me. I was like, how many of these photos are actually going to have my feet in them? Mm -hmm. And almost half of the photos had my feet in them, in which I was wearing flip flops. (laughs) And it's crazy because now um, in in Corinne's rage at what Dustin did, now Dustin doesn't have to worry about this anymore because she just cut his feet off in real life. So it'd never be a problem again. Dustin has metal feet now. He got robot feet. Wow, no. I have to cut out so much of what you just said. You said so many offensive things in a row. Gosh. I'm lighter now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, Steve. But you said you like the photos. You said these are some of the best photos I've ever seen. Did I? No. I think I said I liked one of your photos I saw on Instagram the other day. I I do remember that. That's all that matters. I did like the photos. I, I especially like the full body shots of you and flip flops. There, the only way it could have been better is if you'd been wearing like thong flip flops from Old Navy. Oh, I'm classier than that. Birkenstocks, baby. True dad bod. Also, could have been better if you were wearing socks with your Birkenstocks. That'd have been great. Good look. Maybe next year. Pulling the Dwight Schrute. That'd have been nice. Maybe next year. Next up. Do you want to talk about the story from Petapixel about the people who waited five years to get their wedding photos? Yeah, let's let's dive down the rabbit hole. All right, let's let's dive in. Dustin, did you read this story? Uh no. <laughs> Give me the cliff notes. The cliff notes are basically this. Um shit. <laughs> completely derailed by this 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 is a story that pops up every every year it seems like there's a new story that pops up about a new photographer in a new city who has screwed over a bunch of their clients um so this instance of this story is a dozen women have come forward saying that a wedding photographer took their money and never delivered their memories So um, one of the women even said it had been five years since her wedding and she still hadn't received her photos. So I'm kind of wondering, Dustin, what you think about somebody waiting five years 
like that boiling point of like five years and then now they're like going on the news and complaining about this like a lot of times when we see a story like this it's only been like three months six months but this this photographer this this woman her name's even Patton. it took five years for her to get her comeuppance after doing this to these people yeah i just i was gonna say if she's that good of a salesperson she needed to raise her prices and you know if she could you know get this scheme going for long enough she just needs to book it out of the country man (laughs) saying if you could book like 60 weddings it doesn't even matter if they're on the same date because you're not going to show up anyways I like this. I I guess this is going. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to go through the process of not delivering wedding photos, like if this is your game, like don't show up to the wedding. That's way too much work. Could you imagine thinking in the back of your mind, Steve? um, So I'm not going to actually put a memory card in this camera. I'm just going to show up to this wedding and I'm going to work my ass off taking all these pretend pictures. Mm hmm. And then not give them anything. Just don't show up. You know? Well, I'm saying. Based on what the article says, it sounds like these brides were not getting a bunch of uh, photos taken from hard work. Some of them, when they got their photos, got maybe like 150 photos or something like that. Just not as many as they were expecting. Some of them, when they got photos from her, said that they got a series of duplicates um, a series of blurry photos and photos of the floor. And that none of the family portraits, which she supposedly, the photographer supposedly took, were there. So it's just yeah. crazy to me that... Times yeah. art is what art is, Steve. Yeah, yeah. He's surprising to learn to deal <laughs> with the interpretive vision. That's why Dustin and I are starting our brand new class, Good Good Shots of the Floor. That's the name of the class, and you can sign up for it today. We'll be teaching this in uh, out of the country, correct, Dustin? Out of the country? Out of the country because it's out of the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can send us the money, and we actually purchase all your plane tickets, your hotel, everything for you. <laughs> yes, I like where this is going. <laughs> and you have to pay in full all up front. And we're only taking clients who are coming from out of the country. Using Bitcoin. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, man, I think we got that one locked down, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like brides, if you're spending over, you know, if you're spending a lot of money on wedding photography, do your, do your freaking research. Like, you know, check these people out. Um, something we do with every client is I send them a link to our back-end gallery site. It's got every wedding we have ever shot from went from forever every wedding from forever and i'm like if this isn't more proof of how much work we've done you know proof that every bride who hires us gets their photos you can literally look at everyone unless they've asked us to like password protect it you know it's just you gotta you gotta vet these photographers you get kind of get what you pay for so uh speaking speaking of which uh so this photographer, even Patton, has done a few of the things that you said. N- nothing out of the country. But she did take $200 to do a photo shoot for a baby shower and then didn't show up. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. She uh, showed up to shoot a wedding drunk. Yes. Can we get this person on the podcast? She also... she on Facebook? ...has never delivered photos from one family's daughter's funeral. It's been two years. So I, I was a little bit mistaken. The five-year thing, uh, it wasn't the person waited five years to say anything. The person actually took her to court after six months, and it's just five years later, she still hasn't got her money back for what she paid her for the wedding, and she also hasn't gotten any photos. And that's why it's becoming like a thing, because so many other people are now coming forward as well, saying, this person seriously screwed me over. Yeah, I can't. I can't find her on Facebook, so she must... Must have taken her Facebook down. Well, it says in the article that she has an F rating with the Better Business Bureau. So I assume she started a new company if she's still planning on doing photography. Maybe changed her name. So she's from Virginia Beach. From Virginia Beach. Uh, she has a 1.4 out of 5 rating on Wedding Wire. Oh, nice. Apparently she has moved to Charlotte, North Carolina now. 
Man, these people are vicious in these reviews on Wedding Wire. I feel like if you didn't deliver photos after like six oh, months, wait, wait. they should be. Here's, here's the outlier. Hannah. Hannah Montana, of course. From October of 2016, left a five-star review. Her uh, photographer photographed my beach wedding in 2016 and did a phenomenal job capturing my big day. I chose Ebit. Am I saying that right? Ebden? Eben? Eben? Mm-hmm. Eben? Yeah, something like Eben that. Because of her amazing talent to capture the perfect moment and her outgoing personality. I knew she could get my husband and I to loosen it up for some awesome pictures. Her work is absolutely breathtaking, and she was very flexible to work with. I was able to book her just a few months before my wedding. I wonder why. If you are looking for a great photographer who can make you feel relaxed and comfortable in front of the lens and potentially never give you any wedding photos, maybe not even show... No, I'm just I'm making that last bit up, but yeah, that's her, uh, her one five-star review. Nice. It's good to get one of those five stars, you know? You need the exception that proves the rule. We posted, I posted in the Facebook group about episode 65 of The Secret Life of Weddings, where they talked about wedding vendor entitlement. And then they also wrote a blog post that uh, went up on Petapixel. Is that sort of like um, when the photographer kind of feels that they're entitled to you know, the entire portrait time during a wedding and don't, they don't want to share that time with like, say the, the portrait painter or the videographer. Um, <laughs> that, is that what that article was about? I didn't get a chance to read all of it, but I, I'm just curious if that's where we're going with that. It's about feeling entitled. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Just making sure we are all, all of us here at the wedding photo hangover podcast are on the same page. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely on the same page with you, Dustin. Okay. Okay, perfect. Um, so, listener Jackie Santana wrote in after oh, I shared that. good old Jackie to Santana. To ask if we could discuss this a little bit. So, what did you think about this article, Stephen? I mean, a lot of people know that I am a pretty big fan of Secret Life of Weddings, and I listened to the episode before I read the article, and I agree with a lot of what Rebecca and Lisa said. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people read it and they were like, what, what the hell, man? You're not, you're not going to give any photos out to the other vendors. Like that's their work that you're photographing. They deserve them photos. And Lisa and Rebecca weren't saying that at so all. Just, just to be clear, all, all vendors that disagree with you, Stephen, are ignorant Southerners. Just making, is that how you interpret that voice? Yes. Wow. I never. I guess I just don't have the ears that you have. It's these headphones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're um, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So Lisa and Rebecca weren't actually saying that everybody... All wedding vendors are Southerners? <laughs> no, they, weren't, they definitely weren't saying that. No, Lisa and Rebecca weren't saying that you shouldn't ever give photos to wedding vendors unless they pay you. What they were saying is that they were sick and tired of wedding vendors who acted like they deserved the photos because they legally don't have any right to the photos. Most wedding vendors could, once they do the work, take pictures of their own work. Um, Even if your contract says there's only allowed to be one photographer there. I don't know a single photographer who's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, you just made that floral arch that's going to go over the bride and groom, but uh, you can't take a picture of it now that it's been made. Like... So. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. So with this being um, a rising issue, photographers willing or unwilling to share images with vendors, I'm seeing more and more vendors bringing you know, their own cameras or hiring someone to come to the bigger events and capturing, you know, whether it be the florist decor or the decorator's decor or the cake person's cake, um, or the venue's space um, above and beyond and outside the scope of what we're doing on the wedding day. And so, and honestly, I would prefer that not happen. I would prefer that not happen too, but this is what I'm going to say, Dustin. Like, I'm completely cool with the venue hiring somebody to come and do like an empty room shot because that's what they want. As long as they do it, 
before I'm supposed to be there to do it. Like, I don't give a crap. Um, what I'm not cool with is if uh, they hire somebody to come and shoot an empty room shot, and then that person also wants to sit in on the portrait session time or something like that, or wants to take photos at any point in time during the reception or any other part of the event throughout the day. Because my contract does state I will be the only photographer there. So, Correct. But how far does that cover you? I mean, if the venue has their own photographer come and capture the room shot, does that not imply that they had a photographer capture an element of that wedding day? Had the event started yet in that space? Yes. Let's pretend it's at a space where the wedding was at the same hotel all day long. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's a great point. Um, I personally don't think I'd really give that much of a crap, but I mean, yeah, no, they... I could see how you would have grounds to be upset about that, and that's cool. Well, because typically a venue is going to post those photos immediately because they want to create as much buzz about the event, the event that they just shot mm-hmm. or just had. And then it's like, let's say the venue hired a cheap photographer that, you know, or not even necessarily cheap, just like someone who's just not as talented as the person the bride and groom hired yeah. or someone that is in you and I's mind not as good. And, um, or just completely different. And you're just like, you see those photos and you feel like the bride is going to think that you took those. So I think where, where I would feel the line is drawn is that it's okay that the venue or the vendors take their own photos, as long as it's made clear to the bride ahead of time that, Hey, by the way, You know, if the opportunity arises, we're going to bring in someone or I'm going to take some photos and uh, just for our own social media outlets of your room or of your bouquet or whatever. Um, Just because what I don't like happening is when a bride thinks, hey, I'm sharing my images with their vendors before I'm sharing them with her. Yep. Or that. No, I agree. 100%. Somehow their vendors got a hold of their photos before they did. Or the mom sees a photo and they're like, oh, that looks awful. Is that the, the photographer? Mm-hmm. In, did we pay all that money for that? Well, another thing that Lisa and Rebecca hit on was that they don't feel comfortable sending vendors the gallery from the entire day of the wedding. So when vendors request photos, uh, not only are they requesting your work that you've done without paying for it, but they're also requesting you to create a new gallery for them. Because they feel like it would be wrong to send over, like, all the photos of the bride and groom, like their portrait sessions and their family photos and all those other things. Um, So they don't feel comfortable sending, like, the entire gallery over, Mm. which I kind of agree with, but kind of don't feel like spending all that time. Yeah, well, it's one of those things, too, where, like, uh, on Pass, which is the thing Jen and I use, like, your galleries can be set as public or private. And unless it's like specifically requested for a wedding, we don't set it as private. Um, And this makes it so the bride and groom, if they want, they can share their past gallery with other people. And then those people can buy photos from us if they want. Um, Or or certain magazines can uh, share their photos on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Really shitty magazines. Um, (laughs) I tracked that one down, Dustin. They, they uh, They did talk to me. I, I gave him the okay, so. Oh, dang it. Damn it. Um, just drinking so much in the Dominican, I couldn't keep things straight. Okay, Steve, we forgive you. Where the hell was I, what the hell was I even talking about? Damn it, Dustin, you derailed this whole podcast. Every time. Every time I let you on the mic. Talking about how I posted a picture on Instagram and you really liked it. I think that's where you were going with this whole topic. Yeah, no. I did like one of your pictures on Instagram. <laughs> you keep bringing that That's up. That's where you were going. You keep bringing that up. Oh, Dustin. Uh, but the whole thing was wedding vendors are not entitled to your photos. Your photos are your photos. If you want to share them, you can, but you don't have to. And technically, they should be paying money because if they want to use it for marketing material, like marketing material like that costs lots of money which is why some vendors want to hire their own photographer to come in and shoot that kind of stuff like dustin was saying which is why we specify in our contracts there can only be one photographer on the day (laughs) and everyone ignores because no one cares about contracts oh yeah but i mean dustin you brought this up 
if your contract says you're only allowed to have one photographer and like let's say the venue comes and takes some photos what legal repercussions could there be for the venue because mm. your contract was with the bride and groom not with the venue correct that would be a better question served for a legal expert very very nice well done i'm i'm honestly not not certain um, because I don't know where the liability and the the you know coverage of the contract goes, mm-hmm. but that's why I think we should try and get the. Uh... No, no, you cannot say we should try to get a guest on. That will never make it into the podcast. I I'm not saying it so that it'll be in the podcast. You're saying it while we're recording, and it's making me cringe so hard. I always like it when you cringe so hard, though. That's the only way you can finish. All right. All right, all right, all right. Doesn't have we beat this into the ground? Do, do you feel like that's answered? Like, I mean, do you share photos with vendors? I share. So here's what we do. Here's our standard practice. Um, we make customized. Here's a little bit of secret sauce. We make customized business cards for every single wedding we shoot. Um, these are these are cards that have the couple's photo on them from their engagement photo with a link to the online gallery in which these photos will be. I then pass these cards out to guests and vendors alike at the wedding. And I say, hey, if you would like to see the photos from today's wedding, here it is. Now, I would say in all of my years of experience, only 10% of vendors ever reach back out and ask for the photos. So I put the ball in their court. Um, so the only person who consistently asks for photos is one of our local florists. And we give them to her no problemo because she sends us a crap ton of referrals. So I have no problem giving her photos for, for free. I think the real moral of this whole thing, uh, as far as looking at it as from a photographer standpoint, is you want people to be nice to you and respectful of you and respectful of your time so be nice to other people and be respectful of them and their time so if you want to do a styled shoot with some vendors or something don't just be like can i get this just be like really kind and say hey i know this would be a huge strain on your time um, but this is what i'm hoping to create this is what i'm looking for and i was wondering if you'd want to partner with me on this and this is what i'm hoping to achieve by doing this like always approaching every situation where you're asking somebody to donate their time or their uh their product always approach that from a, a point of humility and not from a point where you expect something because we all hate it when people are just like, I expect you to do this, especially when it's something that you shouldn't have to do. Have you ever had that, though? I have never had a vendor that's been like, I expect these photos from you. Oh, dude, I had a DJ earlier this year come up to me at a wedding and say, hey, most vendors can't get photos from the photographer so I just bring my own camera and I shoot some and then I send it out, the photos out to all the vendors. Um, so can I get your email address and I'll send them to you? Oh my gosh. And I just looked at him and I said, no, absolutely not. Man, Steve shut him down. <laughs> he, he said that to the photographer. Hey, most vendors can't get the photos from you. Well, you don't, do, they don't have a right to the photos and they need to ask if they want them. Like... The ball is in their court. Mm, who sounds who sounds a little entitled in that scenario? <sighs> um, the DJ who brought his own camera and planned to distribute photos to all the vendors in clear breach of my contract. It's kind of like there's a bunch of kids on the playground. Yeah. And yeah. Tom, Tom, Tommy always brings the best snacks, mm-hmm. but Tommy never wants to share those snacks. So Joey... Joey brings some snacks, too, to share because he always knows Tommy's not going to share them. And then he walks up to Tommy and he goes, look, uh, most people can't get the good snacks, so I brought these really crappy snacks. And uh, do you want one of these snacks? Yeah. He's like, he's being genuine and kind. And he's like, hey, I know you don't like to share. We'll call him, I don't know, we'll call him Steven. And, uh, (laughs) but... 
I've got I've got these like you know dollar store off brand snacks that I brought just so that you know someone would have something to eat feed their family and uh, didn't know if you know you might want one too because I really would like to just be your friend and I'm really lonely and I think we both are into Doctor Who and. I think you just are a very good looking guy and I just want to be your friend. Yeah. So uh, the DJ approached it from like a really crappy place, insulting all photographers basically, and then saying, oh, so can I get your email so I can send you the photos that I take of the vendor stuff? Um, but then later he did come back up to me and I was like, nah, I, I, I'm not going to use those. Later he did come back up to me and he said, hey, I just noticed that before you guys were able to show up because you're out doing portraits, uh, they had already like done a bunch of stuff. And he's like, I'm sorry if I offended you earlier, but if you did need any photos of like <laughs> the room empty or anything, I did take some of those and you're more than welcome to use those in, uh, the album that you deliver or anything. And he's like, I I'll send them to you if you have your email. And even though I did not use them and had no intention of using them because he came back up and he was nice and he did apologize, I did say, yeah, no, sure, that'd be great. And then I gave him my email and he sent me the photos and I did not use them. But it, he did come back and like try to recoup the situation. And I was very thankful for that. And I thought it was really cool of him to do that. So I, I come down kind of hard, but I mean... I bet, though, what he's actually doing is he's generating an email list. No, 100% that's what he's doing. Yes. Yeah, and he's then once he captures the emails, he then will send things out to you on a regular basis. Like, hey, Johnny J with the snacks over here would like to come to your playground. Yeah, no, I don't think he's generating an email list to try to market to me later because he hasn't and it's been like three or four months but i think he is trying to form positive connections with other vendors and he's doing that because what he is seeing is he he doesn't understand like the way photography works and so he's just like these pictures should belong to everyone and i don't understand why photographers don't give them to everyone so uh, i'm just going to take some of my own to send out to these vendors because he's seen a point in the market that looks like a way he can differentiate himself and a way he can stand out from other DJs. So what you need to do, Stephen, is next time this happens and someone approaches you... Shut that shit down. Break their camera. And they're like, hey, Steve, I'm DJ XYZ, and I would Damn, like Damn, I love to... DJ XYZ. He puts out the best shit. <laughs> And uh, he's like, I would like to take some pictures of this event because you don't share. And you're like, absolutely, DJ XYZ. That totally makes sense. Um, and that's so funny you say that because I was wondering if perhaps I could get the entire playlist from tonight. And uh, if I could go ahead and play my own music during the event and if I could share that with the guests and the vendors um, simultaneously while you're playing your music. Um, just because in the interest of sharing, I feel like I owe it to the couple. Damn, Dustin, I love when you spit that fire. I love, I love when DJ ABC, which is your new name, spits <laughs> that fire. Be like going to a dueling piano bar, but where the, <laughs> but where the photographer and the DJ just battle royale. Like a Super Smash Brothers scene where it's like, I just picture you like, Jen, get the light stand. I'm throwing my speaker up. Then <laughs> you got a little iPhone hooked up to a headphone jack that oh, goes man, to an XLR. Speaking of getting the light stand, did you read the story Lori Ostrowski shared in our Facebook group? Uh, I can't say that I did. She was shooting a wedding and the DJ started to play the limbo song, but the DJ didn't have a limbo stick. And out of the corner mm. of her eye, what did she see, Dustin? A light stand. She saw a guest grab her light stand and start bringing oh. it over to the floor. And she ran over to stop him. And the guest told her, no, it was perfect for the limbo. And the bride <laughs> actually had to come over, she said, and put a stop to the shenanigan that was going on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gracious. So just remember to bring a third light stand every wedding <laughs> or fourth or fifth or, you know, however many you need. So you got a limbo stick or, or just pack a limbo, limbo stick. Or just hook a car battery up to all your light stands. Then you can walk up to that DJ head at the <laughs> Sarah's reception happening and just be like, look, I know a lot of DJs don't bring a limbo stick. 
<laughs> so I brought my own limbo stick for all the vendors and guests to use. Um, and I'm just going to put it out here. Uh, it, people just got to give me their email to get it. And just imagine when you're putting together, uh, let's call it an emergency kit for a wedding day. You got your Tylenol, your Band-Aids, maybe a little sewing kit, maybe a little tied to go pen. And then you're like, you know what I think I'm missing here? I think I'm missing that limbo stick. I think they make that in a collapsible form so I get this in my fanny pack. Uh, you know what they're probably missing uh, if they're on the Dustin McKibben lifestyle photography? Uh, I've been mm -hmm. listening back to some of our episodes, and what they're probably missing is a few cue cards in their emergency kit with stories about times guests at their wedding had Maseratis. Mm. Everyone loves a good Maserati. No, you were like infatuated. You've told like three or four stories on this podcast about that I end up cutting most of the time because it's just like, oh, yeah, and then a guest pulled up in a Maserati. And I'm just like, what the hell, Dustin? <laughs> it takes a little bit to impress me. And it's always a vehicle, a very beautiful, beautiful Italian vehicle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lamborghini, Ferrari, Maserati. Dustin, That's all it takes. Speaking of things that are beautiful and that you just can't take your eyes off of, do you want to do some Q&A? Questions and answer that shit, Steve. Let's do some Q&A. But Steve. Matthew Dartford from our very own Facebook group says Our very own. I was second shooting a wedding yesterday. The other photographer had a rolling bag, unlike me, who rocks up with a backpack. It occurred to me that in a wedding situation, this might be quite useful. My backpack won't hold all my gear. And I have to walk back to the car to get bits and bobs as I need them. But with wheels, I'm thinking more space and more weight can be moved around easier. Yesterday, nice location, solid ground. This worked a treat. This, this worked like a treat. But perhaps on more grassy areas, maybe wet grassy areas, this might not be such a good idea. Anyone have any thoughts? Yeah, I have so many thoughts. So many thoughts? Do you have any thoughts relevant to the question, Dustin? <laughs> Perhaps too many thoughts, Do you thoughts, have some Steven? Maserati stories you want to share with us? Come on, Vin Diesel. Let's, let's get back to it. So to answer your question, we roll around. That pun there? Uh, we roll around with the Think Tank Airport Express, I believe it's called. Think Tank Airport. Uh, it's their one that fits in an overhead. And uh, it's a suitcase roller bag. Uh, we absolutely love it. We bought it when we did our first destination wedding down in uh, Mexico. And uh, it just fits everything we need in one bag. And Wait, no need to- Are you about your rolly bag? Yeah. I've been on multiple shoots with you and you always have like three messenger bags and a backpack and a rolly bag and- <laughs> And a light lighting bag and an audio bag. You have like 20 bags you bring with you to every shoot. When you're with us, though, Stephen, we're also doing video. And I have yet to create sort of a consolidated video bag. So typically when we're doing video, everything's kind of coming in bits and pieces. But as far as photo goes, everything is isolated to one bag. Now, I kind of like what Stephen does, uh, where Stephen brings everything in a rolly bag but then he separates everything into separate messenger bags for the actual day of. You don't know me? You don't know my stories? I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. Steve, Steve's messenger bag is real sexy. No, I want to get back to Steve having a rolly bag. What the hell are you talking about? What are you on about, Dustin? Don't you guys have a little rolly bag oh, action? backpack all the way. I could have swore I've seen you guys roll in before. <laughs> To the airport, maybe, with their carry-on luggage. Huh. 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 Are you literally thinking about when we went to Sierra Leone and I came to the airport with a yeah. suitcase with rolling wheels on it? Yeah, babe. That's what I've got going through my head right now. That had all my clothes and a Zoom recorder and then was lost? Then it was lost for two weeks. Uh, good two weeks. Good two weeks. Dustin, no, I carry a backpack. I'm backpack all the way. Oh, man, no. It's bad on your back, Steve. I'm sorry, what? 
That is bad on your back, not, Steve. Not, dude, I, I've worn a backpack on my back many times. It feels real good. Bad on your back is when you carry a rolly, rolly bag with you, and then you come up to like some gravel and you have to pick it up. That's real bad on your back. But like a backpack that's snug, fits in real good. You feel nice all that's, day. That's why when you roll in that bag and you come up to gravel and you're like, guess we're not going there. Peace. So, um, somebody wrote down, who was it? Ulysses del Toro wrote in and said, yes, I drag a really bag through wet grass and mud, but I like my equipment looking like it's been to war. I also have these roller <laughs> skate wheels that I'm pretty sure I can easily replace if I needed to, though. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only place I highly recommend avoiding avoiding the roller bag is on sand. Oh, that yeah. is where it's just a nightmare. So I bought the bag to take to Mexico. And then when we got down to Mexico and I discovered that the wedding was on a private island off the coast of Mexico, the bag was great to like, you know, have everything in this one bag and take on the boat over to the island. But then when you dock and like everything is like going around the island is on sand. Holy crap. It was a freaking nightmare. You know what doesn't? I just had a thought. Hover bags. I know. I know this doesn't. Hover bags. (laughs) doesn't happen very often, but I did think of something. Uh Uh-oh. If we go back all the way, what Matthew Dartford said, I think he might have Uh solved his own question in his question. Yeah, but where's Mm -hmm. the fun in that for us? No, see, he said... It occurred to me that in a wedding situation, it might be quite useful to have a rolly bag because my backpack won't hold all my gear and I have to walk back to the car to get bits and bobs as I need them. Dustin, I think what Matthew hasn't considered is that he already has a rolly bag and it's his car. Matthew, have you considered... Just roll into that ceremony with your car. (laughs) Driving your car into the ceremony or into the reception location. Matthew, have you considered how much better a car would do on sand than a rolly bag? (laughs) Matthew, uh, somebody wrote in, and I can't find it right now, but somebody wrote in and said that with a Pelican rolly bag, uh, you know, if you got to sit down for five minutes, it was John Sussers... Oh man, this is this is a rough one. John Schuster Rich. John Schuster Rich. Yeah, I got that. N- knocked that one out of the park first try. Schuster Rich. Schuster Rich wrote in and said that uh, with a, a Pelican Rolly bag, you can always just lay it down, and if you got like five minutes, you can uh, sit down on it and take a quick snack break. I would counter with a car. You and your second shooter can both sit down <laughs> on your Rolly bag car and charge your phone. You know what? You want to make Dustin happy, upgrade your Honda Civic, which I assume you have, get that Maserati. Now when you roll in with your rolly bag Maserati, people are going to look. They're going to notice you. Everybody's going to be watching. Yeah. I I think that sounds like a fantastic plan. Please send pictures. Plus, with a Maserati, now all of a sudden, your rolly bag, that's something people want in the pictures. They want it in the ceremony. That bride's coming down the aisle. You think she's going to walk down that? No, she's rolling down that aisle on the hood of your Maserati. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. You are now yeah. the most sought-after rolly bag photographer in wherever you are. Yeah. She gets to the front. She hops off the hood with her dad, mom, whoever walked her down the aisle. I don't know. Things, things have been changing a lot recently, and I like it. She jumps off the hood of that car. You know what my favorite thing to see is? When the groom and bride just walk down the aisle together. Love it. Absolutely love it. Like, as a dad, I kind of hate it because, like, you know, there is a part of me that wants to walk my daughter down the aisle someday. But I kind of also hate the imagery that, like, I'm a man giving a woman away. Um, And I, I really love the imagery of a man and a woman coming together and walking down to the ceremony together. Um, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman. Damn it, man. I got real gender specific there. I think you missed the whole point, though, Stephen. It's not about a dad giving away his daughter like a trophy. It's about the dad is the longest, strongest male influencer on that daughter's life. He's hopefully helped to raise her. 
and guide her and strengthen her to be the strong, independent woman she is. And it's just, it's more for the dad than it is for the daughter to have that opportunity mm-hmm. to take one last walk with his little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, once you get married, you can never take a walk anymore with your dad. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Not in the same way, because now she's married. Now she's someone else's responsibility. This makes no damn sense in this world that we live in. I know, Steve. It's a, when, you're, it's a tw- when you're 18, and for some of us even before then, you're responsible for yourself. Mm, sorry. Gosh, no, you are not your parents' responsibility after that. You're your own responsibility. And you know what? For that matter, your mom should be walking you down the aisle then, too. I'm back on the mom-dad thing. I'm walking my sister down the aisle. Are you walking her down the aisle in your Maserati? You can make a real statement, Dustin. Yeah. Steve, can I borrow your Maserati? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then, you know what? You got that Maserati. And let's just talk about the reception now. It's got a good sound system. So when the DJ comes up to you and he says, hey, I'm just going to take some photos and I'm going to send them out to all the vendors, then you say, yeah, no, I'm just going to roll down my windows and open the doors and I'm going to play all the music tonight. I would love to see that conversation, though, between you and a DJ where you're, he's like, hey, by the way, Steve, uh, I'm going to take some pictures. Can I get your email address to send them? And you're like, like, yeah, absolutely. And can I get your email address? Because I actually created a playlist for tonight. And uh, I'm just going to play uh, play my own songs. That get cool with you? I found that most DJs don't like to share the time on the dance floor. So uh, I just thought we could, uh, you know, play, play some of our own music. We could go splitsies. <laughs> splitsies. Also, with my Maserati, like, I can add in some real cool car horn honks while I'm playing music. <laughs> it's pretty tight. And every once in a while, you know, if the windows are open, I can get that real good car revving sound as long as there are, like, fans that'll blow that carbon monoxide right on out. We don't want to kill anyone. Man, that got Rather dark. Not. Wow. Mm. Wow. We should do another question. Jeez. Let's, let's head over to the Facebooks. Oh, that's the dark web, my friend. <laughs> let's head off of our Facebook group, which we love, and head over to the Facebook groups that we mock. Mm. Okay. No comment is safe for us. Jacob from the Facebook groups asks, when shooting couples, example given engagement session, what is a typical typical F-stop with a 35-1-4 lens? I'm at a 5.6 to be safe. I want to go wider. Mm. A little scared that mm-hmm. one person might be blurry, though. And then there's an emoji with one eyebrow raised. Mm, that makes it all yeah, better. Yeah, it's, it's right at the end. Emoji with one eyebrow raised. Straight up, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Oh, is that what that means? I thought it was more like, hey, I'm thinking about shaving this one eyebrow. want to see what it looks like. If that eyebrow wasn't here, let me raise it up a little higher. Mm, yeah. Pretend, no. it, pretend it's... When I no, okay. was a freshman in high school, I was on the swim team. And uh, before like a big, big event, you shave down your whole body. And my very first year on the swim team. I thought you, I thought you still did that. <laughs> I'm perfectly shaved all the time. Uh, and then I wear a wig. So when I was a freshman in high school, my older yeah. brother, when it came time for the shave down, he told me that everyone shaves their eyebrows. They shave their head, they shave their legs, they shave their chest, they shave everything, including yeah. their eyebrows. Well, duh. You need that frictionless body on yeah. that water. So I shave my eyebrows. As you would. And then a few weeks later, this very, very terrible thing happened, and my grandmother died. Oh, no. And we went to the funeral, and there were family members there who we hadn't seen in a while. And uh, my dad told me after the funeral that he had to explain to a bunch of his, like, cousins and stuff that his son didn't have cancer. His son (laughs) just got tricked by his other son. Oh, how did your brother feel about that? Like it was the funniest thing in the whole fucking <laughs> world. Oh, man. Older brothers Whoa. are the best and the worst, but usually the worst. Love it, though, Steve. Yeah. So good. Should try and pull something like that on Corinne. <laughs> your wife? Oh, man, Dustin. That's, that's, that's grounds for divorce if you do that to your wife. What f-stop do you shoot at? With a 35 1.4 lens, are you at 5.6 to stay safe? What's the safe zone? Steve, I that th- got that camera in shutter priority. I don't even, you know, look at things like aperture, f-stop, 
F-stop to me is when I say the word too much and my wife's like, stop. Wait, you, Corinne looks at you and says, stop? No, it's just stop. Does your wife say stop or does she say stop? Uh, we don't say the word in our even. It's a good sound thing here now that I know my mom is listening. She'll wash your mouth out with soap. But according to you, we're independent at the age of 18. Yeah, you are. 35, 1.4. Are you shooting at 5.6? No, I don't think... The only time I shoot at a high aperture is when we're doing real estate or architectural photography. So the only time... The only f-stop I'm at when I'm shooting photography, typically, um, I try to stay somewhere in the f2 to f2.8 range. Mm -hmm. I typically don't like to go below f2. I don't feel that the Nikon lenses hold up super, super well mm -hmm. below f2. But uh, f2.2 and f2.5 seem to be kind of the sweet spot. Uh, for the Nikon glass. Yeah. So I shoot on that Canon glass. So, you know, you can go all the way down to F1.2 and it's like tack sharp on the eyes at F1.2. And then just everything around those eyes is just butter, you know, just mm, mm, butter, just, just smooth and blurry. And you just can't even focus your eyes on it. It's so buttery. When you say you yeah. can't even focus your eyes on it, you mean that's because the camera focuses so slow. What I try to do to combat this, because I don't like that butter look, you know, um, this isn't Paula Dean photography over here. You know what I'm talking about? So but, uh, I, I think that 5.6 is maybe being a little conservative. I like to get an image where everything is crystal sharp and in focus. That's why I'm currently shooting everything at F14. So I wanted to ask you, though, in regards to this question, <laughs> we actually had a couple that we shot at F14. Please tell me. Uh, about three years ago where she said, hey, Dustin, so... I'm going to be frank with you. We really, really want to hire you guys. But I'm noticing a trend in the photographs that I've seen taken at the venue we're looking at, where the couple is beautiful, look great. But this venue, they they do this photo where the venue's in the background and the venue's like completely blurry. You know, we're spending so much money on this venue. I want it all in focus. I had to kind of explain aperture and how that works and optics and, you know, that they're, you know, wanting to draw the attention of the photo to the couple and not the venue. And so I had to like promise them that we would take, if we did any photos that had the venue in the background, that we would make sure the venue was sharp enough to disdain what it is. So you shot at F14? Please tell me you shot at F14. <laughs> Shot at F22, man. I'm not playing around. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. F22. Got them, actually got the 4x5 camera out and I was shooting at F69. <laughs> F69. Yeah. No, I actually, uh, I got my camera out and I was shooting at F420. Sounds mighty good. Oh yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, great photos. A little hazy. That's, that's mm. the way the client wanted them. You know what I'm talking about. Little, little fogged film. Yeah. Gotcha. Dustin, thanks so much to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Steve is at Stephen Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners join the wedding hangover facebook group if if you've listened to all these things and you're like but this isn't enough following steve and dustin is not enough for me and you think you want to support us financially we would be forever indebted to you um you can hop on to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and you can support us for 99 cents a month 4.99 a month 9.99 a month wherever the spirit leads you and it's leading you to 9.99 we said the first person who supports us at 9.99 a month is going to be a guest on the show that's still available thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death that's right Next Sunday after you shoot another wedding.
Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, thank you so much for recording with me tonight. It was so much fun talking to you, hanging out, being on Skype. Uh, so next episode, do you want to preload what that episode's going to be at all? Uh, so Steven is going to be on vacation. <gasps> I know. I was told he's not allowed to have such frivolous fun activities right after coming back from a destination wedding in the Dominican, where he's still sobering up from. I haven't quite gotten there yet. That's, that's why our last episode came out on a Wednesday instead of a Sunday. Yeah, apparently he's, uh, he's allowed to go on another vacation. So uh, we have a special treat lined up for you guys. Uh, myself your favorite host, is actually going to record an episode with my wife. Uh, so yeah, we'll see uh, how that goes. But now say my wife like Borat. I've never seen Borat, so I'm not really sure. Do not lie to me, Dustin. You've seen Borat. Uh, I have not. I don't even know. All right. That's like saying you didn't see The Matrix. Uh, the Matrix? <laughs> the Matrices? The Matrices, is that the French film? Yeah. There are three three films in the Matrices. <laughs> is that the one about Neil? Neil, actually. Neil, Neil. yeah. <laughs> Armstrong, got it. Blue Pill. DeGrasse yep. Tyson, whichever. Follow your bliss. Follow your, follow your Neil bliss. It's the end of the podcast, bud. The end of the podcast, the end of the road, end of our lives. Actually, I have to finish editing the podcast, the other one. Oh, Dustin, it's been great talking to you. Good night, Steve. Good night and goodbye and good luck. And goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Hello. Hello. Who's there? I stopped my recording. You know, my mom listens to this (laughs) podcast. Does she for real? She did after she was sleeping up here last night while we were recording. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, oh, that's sad for her. Yeah. Now she has to think that sweet, sweet little baby, innocent Dustin. Oh, Dustin's still sweet. Oh, she just thinks I'm the terrible one. Oh, if you could get rid of that Steve Van Elk, you'd go back to being a nice boy. Pretty much. Pretty much. The song played during the DJ segment is Acid Odyssey from Dan Allen. Licensed under Creative Commons 4.0. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!